Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 27 titled Holidays. Those are fun, right? This week is a little bit different. Normally I plan ahead and I script a lot of what I share just so it's streamlined and coherent. Often I can get down these big old rabbit trails or try to share some analogy that doesn't make a lot of sense to anyone but me. And with grief, we're confused enough as it is. We don't need me trying to make the muddy water clearer, right? But this week, I honestly completely spaced recording my episode because it's been chaos. Leading up to the holidays is really hard. So it is actually Easter morning right now, and I decided to take a few minutes and kind of address the fun and the chaos that comes along with holidays, and I hope that it can bring a little bit of peace and maybe some clarity to yours. So like I said, this one is unscripted. Hopefully I won't get too off topic, but I just wanted to unpack some of the things I know are really hard around the holidays. I can't remember right now if I spoke about it around the Christmas holidays and Thanksgiving, but Easter is a big deal for so many of us. We were raised in and out of the church. We were raised with all kinds of different traditions and practices. And I myself was baptized on Easter when I was little. And there are so many fond memories I have. In fact, as a parent, one of my favorite things to do is put together epic Easter baskets. Not because there's anything I'm feeling beholden to doing with that. I just really love the idea of cultivating such intentional gifts and bringing so much joy and excitement around it. In fact, the other day, my husband and I decided that it was time for us to ask our kid the question, hey, what's your deal with the Easter bunny? Like, what do you believe happens? How do you think those eggs get in the yard? (laughs) How does the basket get in here? Her conclusion was so sweet. It was bordering around me thinking this was the last year that we would have an Easter bunny myth, right? Um, But she came down to the idea that mom and dad are the Easter bunny and we must be abandoning her that night to go around the world and deliver everything. Talk about the sweetest conclusion that your parents are the Easter bunny, but that means we take care of everyone. And so I just want to say That made me feel like we are doing something right when it comes to these big stories we tell our kids, right? Myths like the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. We have this sense of childhood wonder and magic that we want to protect, and it can be so easily derailed. And some people might even align those stories with religious beliefs that they're handed as children as well and conflate the two and end up in a weird in-between place where they don't know what to do. I was one of those people for a while. I know so many who are those people. In fact, I recall years ago in our early in our marriage hearing from people who talked about religious practices and uh I guess we'll say secular even though I don't really think there's much that is not I think everything is sacred. So, there's your fun little unrelated to this topic rabbit trail point is, people would tell me they don't practice anything outside of what is prescribed in their religious practices. So no Halloween trick-or-treating, no Easter baskets, no eggs, no whatever. Valentine's Day isn't really part of it. But point being, it wasn't safe for them to conflate the two, to create a path 
for their kids to experience both sides of it because they didn't want to conflate the two. They didn't want to cause create um, confusion and create people who had this dissonance in their belief system to where they walked away from all of it. Because as children, we love the magic and the wonder, and there is something so beautiful about kids understanding the miracle of Easter from a Judeo-Christian perspective. And that's how I was raised. What I am seeing today, especially around people who have struggled with their faith, who are struggling with their faith, or who have walked away from it altogether, is an opportunity to remind us that our grief is just as valid on the holidays as everyone else's celebrations. So it's Easter. I'm seeing so many beautiful families sharing pictures of their children dressed up and egg hunts and big Easter brunches and mimosas and family members and all of that. Well, it's a pandemic, so I haven't been able to travel to see my family for Easter in a couple of years. And when we grew up, like that was the thing. We were so in it together and there was food and it was great. But let's recognize as we are sharing our stories and what we're doing, and this is true for all holidays, it's not fun for everyone. And not just because some people don't celebrate, right? It's not about it's not about that. This is about recognizing that as you share all those pictures of families, people are single. They're being left out. You're not celebrating their selfies. You're saying, um, it's Easter. Let's not share selfies on Easter, okay? It's not about you legitimately saw that comment today. And it kind of blew my mind because I was like, you just posted a picture of your family. It's not about you. We have this ethnocentricity that kicks in hard and fast when it comes to holidays. And no matter where you fall on the spectrum of married with children, single, never wanting children, divorced, not engaged in a, in a monogamous relationship, polyamorous relationships, whatever, if you are someone in the habit of practicing holiday traditions, you have every right to express how you are celebrating those traditions and also to express the heaviness that goes along with it. Two things can be true at the same time. We can be joyful and excited and celebrating, but we can also feel heavy and we can feel overlooked or we can feel isolated. And if nothing else, what I want you to take away from today's conversation that I'm just winging it is this. You matter so much and it has nothing to do with how you perform or practice a faith. You matter so much and it has nothing to do with what you prepare to eat today. You matter so much and it has nothing to do with what your children experienced as a part of their Easter or any holiday expression today. Your story is valid and your grief doesn't turn off. It's not a light switch, right? Just because it's a holiday. Not all holidays are fun. Not all holidays leave us feeling restored and connected and rested. I honestly love to do very little on the actual holidays when you know, we were raised in a house where we did a lot. There was always food. There was always family. It was a lot of fun. And I don't begrudge that, but I do look back and think, when did my mom rest? When did my grandparents and my aunts and uncle, like, when did they sit down? 
Was it after we went to bed? Because we were tyrants and we stayed up super late. Every holiday. It was awful for them. I'm sure of it. When did they rest? Last night, um, last thing I'll say, last night we got home from a late birthday dinner with friends for uh, myself and another friend and it was about an hour drive and we were pulling into the driveway and I realized it's almost 1030 at night that I had not figured out this little scavenger hunt I wanted to do for our kiddo for Easter. She had wanted one really, she loves puzzles and I was trying to limit candy right? So instead of stuffing all these plastic eggs with candy, we stuffed them with a, piece, a letter and had her figure out this puzzle to find her Easter basket. Well, I had to do it late last night. And then of course, knowing full well that I will be waking up as early as she does to see the reactions and to experience her experience and her emotional response to all of it. And it was incredibly wonderful. It was beautiful. And I would do it again a hundred times. But the beauty of resting, of saying, I see you traditions, I see you giant brunch and special breakfast and incredible afternoon, and I see all the work that goes into it. And I'm going to recalibrate my expectations to incorporate rest. That is one of the most beautiful gifts you can give yourself, your family, even your grief in the middle of a holiday is the gift of rest, the gift of Breaking traditions, which I'll be honest, is one of my favorite things to do. So do what you need to do. <laughs> traditions are great, but sometimes the freedom and the new traditions you create by simply breaking the old ones that no longer serve you uh, could be the healing you're looking for. Thank you for listening to episode 27 of Restorative Grief. I know holidays are fun. They're also hard. And the more I talk with people about their losses and their expectations, the more holidays become secondary losses. We don't realize what we're missing until there's no one else to make the Christmas ham, right? If it was always your mom or dad's job, that was their thing. And then suddenly that's not there. Holidays become that much harder. And it's really easy in the world of social media to think that you're the only person experiencing that kind of a loss because all you see are these beautiful family photos and stories of, you know, Easter hunts and wonderful things. Well, guess what? There's always going to be somebody at the Easter egg hunt making it a lot harder for you and for everyone else or for your kid. There's another story I won't tell for another time. I'll save it for another time. But the point is, holidays are a wonderful time for you to give yourself what you need, a gift of rest, a gift of introspection, a gift of taking a day off from performing, from clapping for everybody, from being who you think they need you to be. This is an opportunity for you to also celebrate a resurrection in your life. Where is it that you need a new experience of life? Where are you out of alignment in your mind, your heart, your body, or your spirit that you could carve out some time, even today, even in the next week, or planning on it at the next holiday celebration too, to find some movement forward, to gain some realignment in your life, and to experience what healing looks like for you in your grief story. If this is your first time listening, thank you for sticking with this unscripted live almost live recorded episode and I didn't edit anything. So good luck. That's, that's how great it is. It's unedited, just absolutely stream of consciousness. Wonderful. 
but I imagine you will not have subscribed yet. So do me a favor, go subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with somebody you know who is walking through their own version of a holiday. Because after two years of a pandemic, irrelevant to everything else going on in our lives, holidays absolutely look different today than they used to. And remember one last thing. The only way to heal through grief is to do the work of grieving. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.